Section 25 of Birds and All Nature, Volume 7, Number 3, March 1900. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Common Minerals and Valuable Ores, 4. Copper and Lead Ores, Theodore F. Brookins, B.S. The first metal that was employed by man is copper. It is probable that prehistoric man made use of the metal in its native condition only, as no knowledge of metallurgy would be essential in preparing it for use from that condition. Copper implements have been found in the lake dwellings of Switzerland, and bronze, an alloy of copper and tin, is mentioned in the writings of Homeric times. Cuprum, the origin of our English word copper, is derived from cyprium, which refers to the occurrence of the metal in a special abundance on the island of Cyprus, the main source of the metal during the epochs of early alchemy. In the Hebrew scriptures, copper is termed Nehosheth, from Nahesh, meaning to glisten, which is translated by Calchas and by Is in the Vulgate. Later, Is Cyprium was the special designation, which was finally shortened to Cyprium as indicated above. Thus we see that our present term represents in no sense the characteristic of the metal at first so noticeable. Native copper scarcely needs a description. Its occurrence in the free state provides an interesting subject of conjecture. Briefly stated, the question of origin is whether the copper was set free by the decomposition of silicates or was in the form of a sulfide in the rock. The chief region of occurrence of native copper is the Lake Superior district. Here are found occasionally large masses of copper, which, strange as it seems, are practically valueless if too heavy to transport, since they cannot be divided without great difficulty. Of the world's total output of copper in 1897, 399,250 long tons, a single mine of the Lake Superior region, the famous Calumet and Hecla, produced 40,350 long tons. The common short ton is 2,000 pounds. The long ton contains 2,240 pounds. The metric ton equals 2,204 pounds. It will be noted that statistics of the production of different metals frequently employ different tons as units. Montana is now the first copper-producing state in the United States. The state contains the largest mining camp in the world, located in the town of Butte. In 1897, the mines of Montana produced 102,800 long tons of copper. The ore, calcasite, sometimes called copper glance, has a metallic luster, often tarnished green or blue. It is commonly lead-gray and rather soft. Its streak is a blackish lead-gray. Calcopyrate, a sulfide of copper and iron combined, has already been mentioned under iron minerals in the November 1899 issue of Birds and All Nature. When copper is much in predominance, the color of the ore is golden yellow. The streak is dark green. The mineral is harder than calcocyte, but less hard than pyrite, being easily scratched with a knife. Both calcocyte and calcopyrite frequently occur in silver-bearing rocks. A method of extracting copper from its ores, equally useful with regard to any of the ores, is known as the English process. The details of this are too elaborate and technical for consideration here. In brief, the process consists of six distinct parts. Roasting the mixed ores, fusion of the roasted ores to produce coarse metal, roasting the coarse metal, fusion of the wasted coarse metal to produce what is known as white metal, roasting of the white metal to produce blister copper, that is, copper filled with cavities, and finally, 
the refining and toughening of the blister copper until marketable copper is yielded. The English method of copper smelting is classed among the so-called dry processes, in contradistinction from wet processes or methods involving the use of solutions. It may be of interest to know the importance of copper in that curious problem of ancient alchemy, the transmutation of metals. Metallic iron placed in certain solutions of unknown composition possessed the power to precipitate metallic copper. With all the wondrous faith in the problems of alchemy, the phenomenon was interpreted as one of transmutation, and the statement made that iron had been transformed into copper. Within the last few years, a remarkable increase in the output of the copper mines of the world has been recorded. This is due mainly to the demand for copper on account of the great strides in electrical achievements during recent years. Yet there is no doubt that the world's supply is wholly adequate to meet demands on it for a long period to come. The high conductivity of copper renders it especially useful for conveying electric currents, and its most important use at present is in electricity. However, it is also a common convenience in many arts. Its alloys are numerous, bronze and brass being the most common. Bronze is an alloy of copper and tin, and brass of copper and zinc. The manufacturer of bronze bells finds opportunity for an interesting study of the alloy used in his product. The varying tones of bells are due to the different percentages of copper and tin used in the bell metal. In locality and mode of occurrence, lead is somewhat closely allied with copper, and the ores of lead and zinc are almost invariably associated. Hence, a description of lead naturally follows that of copper, and may also be understood as typical, so far as occurrence and mining methods are concerned, for that of zinc. Lead occurs in nature chiefly in the forms of the sulfide, galenite or galena, the sulfate, anglesite, and the carbonate, cerusite. Galena is lead-gray, quite soft, and frequently occurs in a coarsely crystalline condition, the crystals often being cubical. The luster is metallic, hence a superficial examination of a specimen might result in mistaking the mineral for the copper ore chalcopyrite already described. The streak will serve to identify any specimen, however, it being a lead-gray of much lighter shade than that of chalcocyte. Anglesite and cerusite are far less abundant than galena. The former varies from white through gray to yellow and has a resinous luster. Cerusite is white or gray, resembling anglesite, and has a brilliant vitreous luster. Both minerals, like galena, are soft and easily scratched with a knife. The ores of lead are widely distributed throughout the United States, and it is difficult to assign boundaries to special districts. Galena occurs in small quantities, too small for profitable working, throughout the Appalachian region, and is found in paying quantities in what is known as the Missouri Lead District. In the Colorado and other western mines, the ore is found in silver-bearing veins. Were it not for the presence of silver in those veins, the production of lead from them would probably practically cease, as the anglesite, the principal lead ore of the veins, does not occur in amount to pay for working the mines for that product alone. White lead, used in paints, is the most important use of the metal. Painters prefer the product to zinc white, chiefly because it is much more opaque and possesses a much greater covering power. Much lead is made into pipes for conveying water. Pure lead is not used for the making of shot, but instead an alloy of lead and arsenic. Unlike pure lead, the alloy assumes a spherical form when dropped through the air. Shot towers are constructed to make use of this property in the manufacture of shot. 
the demands for lead have not been increased by recent extraordinary development of any of the arts employing the metal hence the world's output of lead during the past decade has had a normal increase for the year eighteen ninety seven the total production of lead was seven hundred and twenty five thousand two hundred metric tons end of section twenty five